Hey everyone, we're back with it with another episode of Dev Talks where we talk about everything engineering technology wise with your host Travian. We're back with it with another episode every Tuesday. We're trying to keep this very constant. We have a lot to go over today. First, uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who listens. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe because I really want to interact with you guys. I want to engage with everybody and I want to really grow and have a, a community and a platform that can really scale up and can really have these in-depth conversations about these topics. So besides that, on to whatever today's episode is. It's going to be about AI. It's a very big topic right now, but there's a lot of stuff that came out in this previous week that we really need to get into. And then on top of that, I already know what next week's episode is out. So right when I'm done this, I'm going to start preparing on next, next week so we can have everything out and I have more times to work on some more special stuff. So once again, thank you. And let's really get a deep dive into this. All right, now that we're back in the episode, let's really dive in. So first things first, I want to talk about this AI robot. I want to really talk about why AI is really taking over. There's just so much going on. We constantly talk about AI constantly every week. We're always bringing it up. There's always something new about it. And it's just it's just the season. It's just the season. So sorry if you don't like it's hearing about AI no more, but it's just going to come up all the time. But we're going to drift away. We're going to talk about other things too. We're going to single out certain episodes for special things and really have that foothold on that. But first is this whole episode is going to be based on it. So the first things that we're going to go over is this Sanctuary AI created a new robot that's ready to work, they say. So the robot's 5'7 and named Phoenix, so they gave it a name and everything. And apparently it has the ability to not only stock shelves, but to work the register, unload trucks, and probably complete about 110 tasks or 40% of the tasks that are available to do in stores and i wanted to go over this first because this is a real sign of what's going on in the future and what jobs are going to get done and things like that i remember as a kid uh one of my favorite movies used to be i robot with like will smith and stuff and you would see the robots being garbage men and doing certain tasks and certain jobs all the time for people and things like that but um this is uh this is the beginning of that. So say they give this robot a job. One, it may not be too interactive with people, It'll just do what it's programmed to do and things, which it could happen. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how the robot's able to learn and go from that as well, too, which is kind of scary, but we'll see how see how that functions. I want to see video recording and everything of how this robot's doing in the work thing. They they only said that. It's, they're able to. So I wanted to kind of look into it more and look up some more proof of how the, it's doing its job at what rate and like how good that that's flowing. Because can you imagine in all your grocery stores and now all these shipping companies, all of you guys lose your jobs, that your job is no longer needed. Oh, they'll probably have more people to engineer them to maintain and maintenance these robots and stuff. But when it comes to people who stock shelves and load and unload boxes, if there's a million of these Phoenix robots out 
in just the U.S., let's just say, like all of those jobs can be easily gone. There might be a supervisor for the robots to make sure everything goes right and things like that. There might be a transitional period where they have half robots, half people, trying to make sure that everything's really maintained and order is correct and things like that. But that's that's kind of how I see it. And yes, it can be scary. Everybody who has jobs in these fields can be worried about that. I can totally sympathize and I totally get how that can affect it, especially for like our younger workforce and stuff or our older workforce who really do like the cashiering jobs and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, let me know what you guys think because as I said, I always think having the robots do certain activities and being able to learn and things like that can also be scary because they don't have certain physical things that we as humans do. Like imagine just getting hurt and they don't really have to pay them. The companies who outsource these robots are mainly going to be the people who are paying to maintain them or getting paid as like a labor fee because they can just work no matter what time, I'm sure there's not going to be robot labor laws around that unless they start treating them like humans because, I mean, this one has a name. So it is very possible that this is something that can happen and that will happen and could happen. And it, it's likely to look like that's what's going to happen in the future. And... Really, really just kind of wondering how far this is going to be able to scale. Scale, Like, as I said, I fully believe that there will be a workforce for and somebody who contracts out these robots and things like that to companies. And then they'll tell the companies, hey, we'll help save you this amount of money because you won't need any of these employees and stuff like that if you pay us this amount. And then we'll maintain our own bots and things like that. And I'm sure the robots will have some type of insurance in case certain things go wrong. But that's kind of my feeling on it and how it's going to turn out to be. If it does, mark my words here. I said it around five episodes, five minutes into episode 20, which is a milestone. I'll dig deeper in at the end of this episode. But I, I said it here today. Just mark it here. Uh, telling everybody, that's... 100% what I believe is going to happen, and it most likely will happen. And once again, I sympathize to everybody who has those jobs and going for there. On to the next topic, our favorite AI platform, uh, ChatGPT, has released an app. It's so far only released in the United States, but this is big. And uh, beating, like last episode, we just talked about Bard. Bot from Google and everything. They just released that. It's a big competitor and things like that. Uh, two things. I really like how GPT releases stuff in the US. They kind of treat us like our their test dummies to see how stuff is going to work out, how it's going to work out. But there's probably some other political reasonings for that as well, too. I believe these robots can only, these um, AI platforms can only go to certain countries for certain reasons if they get access to certain. Like, I feel like there's special cases for that going on right now. That's why they're not available, like, immediately everywhere or using every language and things like that. But that's really one of the things I definitely believe is going to 
be able to spread it more out. And I actually like that from OpenAI and how they do that. But the main reason we're talking about this is because they released an app. Now, this is very convenient for people. You no longer need to go on your computers. What does that mean? Ever since the phone came out, apps have been the in your phone as the most convenient things for people. They always have it on you. It's easy to use. Now you can just open your phone, open the app, and get all this data and get all this information and get the feedback back a lot quicker. You don't have to turn on your computer, open up the browser, go to it, log in that way, and things like that. If you're on your computer already, then yeah, it doesn't make too much of a difference. It doesn't too much of a hassle, but... This is it. The main key to this is convenience. Now, OpenAI, what have they done? The beginning of everything, they were like the first ones there. They're the first ones to like really release a lot of certain products and stuff like that. And then all these companies followed. All these companies are going to follow again. We're going to probably see a Bard bot app later, a Bing bot app later, and all these apps later um, for some of these AI. But they beat everybody to the punch again to this main feature, this main thing. And they're gonna test out how it works on the mobile phone and platform and apps and everything. And I think that is really extraordinary because how can you go wrong with that? You really can't go wrong with that at all. Um, it's, it's right there in the palm of your hand now, especially if you're in the US and it's gonna grow from uh, that as well too. Uh, I wonder how the bugs and everything is going to carry over, what kind of bugs they're going to give, because as I said, it's only available in the U.S. right now. I'm sure everything's not perfect. They're in the midst of testing, but OpenAI is beating everybody to the punch. And I I really love that they're doing that. I like how they're doing it. I like how they're handling their releases and things like that. I like how they're being very informative about it. The news are really covering them well as well, too. Uh, I haven't really seen too much negative stuff about OpenAI. Businesses are getting more involved with them as well now, too. Um, but everybody's still figuring stuff out. And I'm really curious because we started somewhere in the beginning of the year. And we've seen and talked about how much this app has been able to grow and this platform and everything has been able to grow throughout the past months because I've been doing this podcast for months now. I really wonder what it's going to be like in December and the end of the year. And at like after six months, how much did it grow? How much did all the other AI compete and things like that? Now we're at the end of the year. Uh, Where is it going to look like? What's it going to look like? How are people using it? What applications and integrations are available with it? How, what does the app look like? What choices do you have? What other additions and things do you have? to be able to use for it. These are all things that run through my mind when I think of this. I'm thinking of this as a developer, where where can it go? Um, just like off the top of my head now, what do I think that they need that would be easy on the app? I need to test it and stuff, but definitely on their phone. If you can use your voice to really do it, talking to it and things, I knew that there was certain stuff about make letting it make a website and stuff for you and kind of sketch it out but like better image processing probably and being able to output images uh correctly and do that uh that would be a very big plus especially they have all these ais making images now today uh there's a lot of things that they can take like as i said uh facebook and instagram they steal everything (laughs) 
Google, they kind of steal stuff to an extent, like Google Docs versus Microsoft Word, uh, like for an example, like the Sheets and all of that different kind of stuff that these companies really take from each other and stuff. So I wonder what they're going to take from these other smaller AI companies to be able to grow their platform as well, too. It may suck that some of these pe- things are getting taken from other people, but that's just how it is. Um, that's how it's going to be. A lot of these companies that I'm going to actually get into one later. Uh, one of the people, who, one of these companies that recently failed, how everything is switching up for them and how that's going to go because uh, I believe they need to be talked about too. Uh, what they're going to go over. And as I said in the last episode, a lot of these other companies are most likely going to start developing things for their own company needs rather than outsourcing. And that's really what it looks like. A lot of companies are main focus is on AI to help their own needs, I believe, and how that's going to go rather than create these chatbots and these apps and things like that, because there's going to come to a point where there's going to be too many of them. And the first ones are going to be there. I don't think OpenAI is going to lose ChatGPT at all. I think they're going to stay in front. They've been in front this entire time. Google Bard will probably pick up uh, and start to pick up more and get more usage and things like that. Uh, I'm going to do an episode showcase between the two and do a little battle maybe. I don't know how long that will be, but I want to make sure they're both at a certain level that's somewhat equal where one doesn't have an edge over another. Uh, maybe too much, but you can give e- the same prompts to each other. That's kind of what I'm thinking, but that's everything that's I was able to pick up from out of just the release of Nap. And I wonder how much that's going to help them grow. I really love the convenience for it. If you've used the app, let me know. Let me know how it's working for you. Uh, what What makes it more convenient for you? Just to kind of add on to what I think, I think it's more convenient because it's just right there. Your phone's the most used thing that you probably use, the most piece of most used piece of technology that you use. If you have a phone, and then in your apps are right there. Like it just makes kind of stuff simpler. I remember having to look something up, and I had to turn on my computer to get on it when I could have just gone on my phone. Well, when the app wasn't there yet, but I could have just gone on my phone, which would have been way more convenient for me in this case. And it's an example to just open up the app on my phone and look up these names for potential names for the company and stuff like that. So that's right there. Great for them. Next. Remember when I said I was going to talk about a little guy? I've never once heard of this company until I was looking more deep into this stuff. That's how you know I do a little bit of research, guys. This Neva company um, is basically shutting down all their search, their little search engine plan and stuff. Uh, they were trying to compete with Google, and it just didn't really work out too much. So I guess for them, they... Um, didn't really get want to get into it, so they're slowing down on the consumer business. And honestly, I believe that I get if you want to compete with Google and their search engine and stuff like that. There's a bunch of browsers and search engines right now, but I full on believe that 
there it is too late for a search engine. I believe these search engines, these companies are already using AI to better themselves. And they're going to better themselves. Now, Neva did have something unique to their search engine, which I'll get into in a little bit. But right now, which the company themselves have backed what I'm about to say, um, is I believe it's just too late. There, it's been search engines have been a thing for what 20 years 15 years somewhere like that almost it's been a long time google and has been on it they're the top person for these searches they have so much data revolving around it and things like that but the company said that they no longer see a path towards creating a sustainable business in consumer search so they don't see the path there and honestly they they weren't going to probably get too much into be able to beat it. They would have ended up investing way too much money in a, a competition that they can't come over overcome and things. But what I really liked about them is that their search thing, they try to create a single result from many sources. They had this blue 10 this 10 link this 10 blue link thing or whatever. So you would search something it would go through 10 different links or whatever and create one result to answer your search. And then in the bottom, it would have each one of those links that it searched through results. So it would have all this information for you and your user to really see how everything is getting done and what sites it's pulling this information from, but it gives you one result. It doesn't clutter you with a bunch of information, a bunch of different possible things, but it really used AI to do that. They also have an app that came out for Android already called Gist. It was supposed to come out for iOS too. I don't really know that's supposed to help with like searching stuff as well too. I don't really know how that's going to go now that they're moving away from consumer search. It'll probably be some like last ditch effort to just get what they can. But what they're most likely going to be doing is moving to um, a larger uh, language models, using them and their search data, and using that for more specific cases, whether it's to help the company or for other companies, and use it. You're going to just use that for more specific cases, cases, and just use that um, to find different products and use cases and things like that to help them out or help other people out. And that's where they're going to mainly move for and how they're going to grow and how they found their, their way to grow. And there was also some talks about acquisition talks with them and Snowflake. Um, but nothing's also guaranteed. Their path for their statement isn't really guaranteed in what they're saying they want to do. So they're really in this finding themselves portion. And I really think that's, I hope it goes well for them. But yeah, it's kind of tough to really beat out Google. And if you didn't know about one of the littler guys, then there you go, Neva. So there, uh, you guys should all check out their single search use thing, though. It's actually really cool. And I find it really dope. So, but yeah, that's about it for the episode, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for staying here and listening. This is the 20th episode that has came out. So it's another 10 from the last milestone we've been doing this for 20 weeks 20 weeks straight came out with something new updating on something new and by the end of this year 
I want to have one of the best engineering and technology platforms, and I'm really going to figure out how to do it. What this tells me is that I can find topics and conversations about certain stuff and really deep dive into them and talk about it and stuff. And what's going to help these episodes is you guys. You guys, the more you interact, the more you comment and subscribe and like and share is going to be such a big help. But I'm going to also try to do my part and give out more. So thank you very much for listening in and tuning in and everything. Peace out. Don't forget to share.